When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farver. Are you guys ready to talk about trauma and grief through the lens of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> you make it sound so fun. Sure. Okay, great. Uh, the th- for, for this episode of the podcast, we're going to revisit WandaVision, which we covered briefly at the beginning of its run a couple months ago. And to help us discuss WandaVision, I'd like to welcome Playlist Editor-in-Chief Rodrigo Perez back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us to nerd out, talk about White Vision, Agatha Harkness, Sword, and our mutual love of Kat Dennings. Man, you spoil that pretty pretty early and pretty fast, huh? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Go, dude. I mean, you turn on like any social media, you're going to see White Vision. Guess what? He's there. That's true. Deal with it. You know I have not seen White Vision on social media once yet. Oh, oh my I've god! Seen many times. Oh yeah. yeah, all over the place. They've even revealed the Funko Pop figure. That I saw, but I have not seen one screen grab of White Vision yet. No, oh, he's there. So eight of the nine episodes of WandaVision have aired. The finale's coming this Friday, so it's a great time to give our thoughts about Marvel Studios' first foray into the realm of TV. Basically, the idea that for this discussion came about because I realized I was way too harsh about the show at the very beginning, and I felt it's only fair to discuss the series, having seen almost all of the episodes, with a much clearer idea of what Marvel's trying to do with the strange sitcom-inspired story. But before we talk about Westview, talk about sitcoms and dead synthesoid superheroes, I got to tell you that the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else you find your favorite shows. And speaking of shows, uh, later this week, we'll also have an interview with Frank Grillo, where you'll hear Brian and myself and Mike really nerd out with Frank and basically propose our love to him. That's true. We're best <laughs> friends true. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true believers, in our first discussion of WandaVision, we'd only seen one episode. Rodrigo, when you wrote your review, you had seen three. So I'll speak for myself, but the biggest complaint I had at the beginning was the lack of any sort of explanation or hint at what the larger story was. And initially, that wasn't a bad critique because it took four episodes for the basic questions to be answered with each of the subsequent episodes going a bit further. So seeing eight of the nine episodes now, one more left. Have your thoughts changed about the series from the beginning? Start with you, Rodrigo. Um, yeah, because I, you know, I'd seen, I think three episodes, I guess, or was three or four. I can't remember what it was. You know, I, I, I liked, I could see the glimpses of the trauma and the grief and that, that what that was going to really be about. And, but in, in those first three episodes, it's like glimpses, right? At best. Um, and the rest of it was to me just like playing around with like silly sitcom tro- tropes and, and no story really. And just being kind of like, oh, we'll be silly with Leave it to Beaver and then we'll be silly with... The Dick Van Dyke Show, and then we'll be silly with I Dream of Jeannie, and then one with uh, the Brady Bunch. And I was just like, there's nothing, you know, it's just them goofing off, you know? So I, I kind of really disliked the first few episodes, but I tried to be, you know, it's weird when you're reviewing something and you're 
you're only reviewing like it's like reading a book, but I've only read the third, the first three chapters instead of the all nine, right? So you have to sort of guess a little bit and and kind of give it a little bit of leeway. And but um, I didn't really love it based on that. But you know, as the story sort of to coalesce and come together, and then the themes of grief and trauma came together, and Dory has been, you know, it's almost done now. Uh, I think it's definitely a lot better. I, and I know other people who feel that way. Um, although I know other people have felt the opposite, but it's almost like I, I feel like you need to like binge through the first three or four episodes really quickly to get to the story. And then you could like relax if you wanted to. Uh, that said, you know, I guess we'll get into it. I wasn't a big fan of the last episode, which was like the rehash recap therapy episode. But, you know, four to seven have been generally pretty good. So, Mike, what do you think? You were a fan at the beginning, but uh, have they sold you even more? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, it's gotten certainly better as it went along. For the most part, each episode has been better than the last. There was maybe one or two where I was like, eh, it was all right. But, you know, we're getting there. But either either way, like from the beginning, I was in just for the sitcom, like delight of it. Like that was the thing I thought I'd be against. Like I was already rolling my eyes with the trailers. But for some reason, I was really entertained and kind of delighted by those first few episodes. That's not to say I didn't want more, but I knew more was coming. So ultimately it, it wasn't really, I didn't really have any gripes about uh, things needing to get moving further or faster or whatever it was just because I, I knew we'd have a lot of time to kind of get this really going. And this past one, the the latest episode previously on episode eight, that was definitely my favorite episode just because it was it was all of the emotion of it and all of the why and the the what's really going on here and it has my favorite favorite line in possibly any marvel project which is but what is grief if not love persevering rodrigo has thoughts on that (laughs) holy crap it was more just i i like that line i just don't i have episode i have a lot of issues with that episode which is like i guess if we get into it it, it's like yeah uh, it, it, there's a lot of great stuff about uh, trauma and grief and all of it coming together and so much great and, and emotion to it. And to me, it's all undercut by just like fully explaining everything, explaining every moment. It's so it's like a total expository, like, let's take a walk through your past. And it's too on the nose and it's too spoon feeding of information. And it 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 treats the audience like they're idiots, I find. And there's so much good stuff in there that's undercut by the way it's told. Like, I feel like the ideas of the episode are great and um, what they're trying to go for and the few emotional moments that they get are really good. But it, it's just so it's 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 too long, too. It's like I wish they could have condensed all of that into just a few minutes and then got on with the episode. It was this really long, slow, expository walk through Wanda's past explaining every single thing. And I just, I was rolling my eyes on it and felt it was kind of TV, tedious. Brian, what did you think? Tedious? Yeah, well, I, I I reflect back on something I said initially, which was, you know, I, I'm I'm enjoying the journey. You know, the, it's all about the journey. I, I said something mm-hmm. to that effect. And I, I stand by that because there were things that I, I loved, the little peaks behind the curtain that we would get, you know, peering into into sword and and that whole thing but at the same time i love those little moments when you get that really you know eerie sinister feeling in like those early episodes like those first few commercials i just thought oh this is this this doesn't feel right i I love this feeling and then yeah we 
I'm not going to say that I disliked the last episode, but because, and again, I'm going to say this because it's, this is an acting powerhouse. I don't get all these people that are saying, Oh, who's Catherine Hahn? Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I mean, she, she is great. Don't get me wrong, but like, I mean, it's, she's done great things before yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. This is like, this is Elizabeth Olsen really uh, coming into her own, not just with the character, but just as an actress, I feel like she's done great things, but that was, I thought she was incredible. But from the moment we heard that, I'm sorry, stupid Agatha all along song. You're done. I, You're done. Oh, I'm I, was, oh boy. I was done. I, I just thought this is, this is horrendous. And you know, the, yeah, like you said, Rodrigo, it, it was an exposition bath and, um, but see, the, you but, but don't you think like the the see the exposition bath of of the song Agatha, which is exactly that, is really yeah. fun and charming, and is a quick sixty second play on that idea. Really True. charming and fun, right? This is a whole episode that takes that to like another. Oh like, yes, yes. But ultimately, it would have felt. Don't you think it would have been like cheap and like a quick like? Oh, and by the way, this is this, this, this and then we're moving on really quick. <laughs> it. it <laughs> it's it's about grief and loss and she's actively avoiding it this whole time so isn't it like you're you're t you're literally tugging all this information out of her and that's why it's so long and that's why it kind of worked for me at least yeah i mean I, I, it, it definitely was long yeah i like the i like the I, like you know i like the ideas that it's going for i just didn't feel like i didn't think its execution was very good i thought the writing of it was pretty like like even it just like even the like oh and remember when we got like old Dick Van Dyke episodes like you don't need to spell everything that out like we can we can glean that they like TV we don't need to see the exact fucking episode and the exact like moment and everything that they copied on the show it's like it's too much guys it's like it's way too on the nose for me yeah I I have a problem with retcons in general. So my problem with the last episode was it, it went out of its way to say, like, yeah, you watched Age of Ultron, but here's what you didn't see. And that sort of thing is always kind of makes my eyes roll. It's like, OK, well, that, guys, that's not a necessarily a retcon. It's more of like an adding that, information. That's right. It's not retconning. It's reverse engineering. And I think Marvel does a fantastic job of reverse engineering everything. They take everything yeah. and they go the consequence and they fit things into the past. And it's not really a retcon because, yeah, I, I think it's a total just a smart reverse of engineering a story, which I think they do all the time in the idea of consequences. They're always looking at what happens in Ultron. Ultron begets the Sokovia Accords, right? And it's not even really at reverse engineering. It's just like this is the consequence of what happened before. So each ep like you know episode has uh, like a major thing that happens, and then there's a consequence later on that happens. You know, Civil War. Civil War leads to Infinity War. Like all these, I feel like they're really good at doing that. So I feel like it's just a, a little bit of following those threads and seeing how they can, you know, find stuff. Like I don't really see it as a retcon. So here's what I mean by that. So I went. And I, I said this before we started recording, but I went and I just was reading through the Wikipedia of, of uh, Scarlet Witch, which I don't recommend anybody. Mistake. Do. It's, it's terrible. But what it does show is when they created her, they gave her these like weird hex powers. And it was just kind of a deus ex machina sort of thing. Like she could save the day, but she can't control it, blah, blah, blah. And in Ultron, they gave her this telepathy and telekinesis. And then now they're trying to to reverse engineer this like whole witch element to it, which they did in the comic books, too. And it's so ham-fisted that it, it is kind of annoying when she's like when agatha harkness says oh you're the scarlet witch i just i was like okay whatever 
That, that but, line I certainly did not like. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah. I, I, I get what they're doing, and I'm glad that they're giving her this, like, deeper backstory. I just wish that uh, it could have been done in a little bit of a, a easier way. It felt it felt very uh, manufactured and engineered. And it, it's, I think that's fair. I also don't think it's as elegant as it could be. No. It, it feels – it reeks of we have to go back and, and fit this in somehow versus this is the story we had all along. Because I don't think Joss it, Whedon it, had it, this in mind. Well, it's obviously do true we that, you know. what Joss Whedon had in mind? Say what? <laughs> I said, do we want what Joss oh, Whedon had boy. in mind? Yeah. Well, you know, the fact of the matter uh-huh. is, is everybody knows who's listening and everybody knows now is that Marvel has the, the, the Fox and they have the ability to make her a mutant. So I think, you know, that's a pretty fair criticism in that that they might not be handling that in the most elegant way if that's exactly what they're doing. Although that opens up a lot of questions too because it's not as this episode revealed that's not quite clear but there certainly could be doing a lot of things that they might not normally do in writing because they they now have an entree to an origin story about this character that they never had before so maybe that's what you're getting at charles right well even in her origins in the comics she's like oh i'm a mutant and then it's revealed like oh but you weren't a mutant and and so it's like even in the comics they can't decide if she's a mutant or not so let alone we're not going to be able to guess if she is or not in the mcu i don't think yeah we can talk about that in a bit uh i want to i want to get back to the overall season because it sounds like we're we're being harsh on it and that's you know one episode does not make a season so i want to start with brian what was your favorite of the homages? You've got a lot of nostalgia. So was there one that stood out for me? It was the Malcolm in the middle Halloween episode, but I, what was I'll, it for you? hundred percent agree. That, that was, that one felt the most fun, the most genuine. I don't, maybe it was because we were at a certain age when Malcolm in the middle came out. I don't know. I didn't think the, uh, the, the modern family type episode was, was done very well at all, actually. And I, I did enjoy the ones that came before, Malcolm in the middle a lot, but I just thought, yeah, that one just had an energy to it that really it flowed nicely from that that initial homage into a pretty a pretty dark uh, third act. And I mean, the yeah. scenes of, of Vision being pulled apart were, I, I'll be honest, kind of hard to watch. So like that was, yeah, that was that was definitely the best one. It had a very unique tone that I would have loved to have seen more. And um, Evan Peters was just fantastic in that episode really really good as fake pietro fatro is what yes. Catherine hunt called him yes yes mike did, clever. did mike did you have a favorite up yeah i'm gonna completely disagree with you guys and say the malcolm in the middle episode uh the Halloween <laughs> one. i don't know what you guys were saying i wasn't listening but that one was definitely the best uh, no seriously it was just it, it had all the 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 gears going at that point and evan peters was absolutely hilarious in it as well but there was just a lot of different story elements going, and it was obviously the most kind of fun for yeah. while the the actual plot itself was really being pushed forward. So it, it had a lot going for it. So I completely agree with you guys. They yeah. killed that song. The theme song was I definitely the best. I think it was pretty funny. Yeah, Rodrigo, did you have a, an episode that stood out for you? Mm, not so much in terms of. Um... The nostalgia factor, I'll, I'll say, though, that like basically four to seven, all of those to me are like really great. And the, I liked all those episodes in, in the elements of not for the nostalgia, but I just felt like all those episodes are great because the, uh, the, the trope that they're using is also feeding into the story. So, for example, like 
you know, in the Modern Family, like, uh, you know, I, I don't have any affection for that show, but I thought it was really well done in terms of like, she's like, oh, doing this interviews, like, you know, I got the Mondays, but it's really just saying like, you know, she's losing her marbles, which is in, germane to the story. So I really enjoyed the way through all those episodes, four, five, six, seven, the family ties stuff, how everything that's that was a tropey fed into the story that they were telling. Whereas before, like in the in the first three episodes, since there was really no story, it just felt like they were just like, like I keep calling it like playing house. Like I feel like they were on a set having fun, pretending that they were in these sitcoms, but it wasn't really doing anything. And and so I just felt it was much, much more enjoyable. And I got to agree, agree that Malcolm in, in the middle episode, I, I think all those episodes are, are, are really, really strong, really enjoyable. I wasn't a huge fan of the idea of fake Petro. And I was like sort of bummed when he showed up at that at the end of that one episode. I think it was five. But his uh, introduction in the, the next episode and every time he's been it thus far, he's really good. So I really enjoyed all that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, fake Pietro was, was kind of genius, actually. I think uh, I read somewhere where Kevin Feige said at the very beginning they were thinking about possibly bringing Aaron Taylor Johnson back. And clearly that would have been a terrible idea. I think bringing Evan Peters, he fits the the mold of what they were trying to go for a lot better. So yeah. very happy that that was kind of like a, a happy accident being able to get Evan Peters and play into the whole Fox thing and really tease people. Yeah, so. I think it's worked well, but I was definitely like, ugh, I, I, I was so against the idea at first, but it, it, it's turned out well. So that's good. Now, you had mentioned, Rodrigo, that you would recommend binging the first probably four episodes, which would the fourth episode being the one where they actually show sword and introduce all of those people. Yeah. Um, I, at the beginning, thought that this would be best binged as well. I'm starting to think that maybe this week to week thing is is, you know, there's something to it. So do you think that ultimately week to week was the way to go or would you have rather this been a, a Netflix binge? Um, I think week to week was the way to go. It just worked against the show for the first three episodes. Like, you know, you were really in the dark and you knew that it was some sort of like, you know, this isn't real and there's something going on. But it was too, I don't know, the show didn't come, didn't even start to me in any real capacity until episode four. And I thought episode four was great. And, and it started, I was like, oh, OK, here we go. Finally, you know, and it was it was really good. Mike, Brian, thoughts? I mean, yeah, like I said at the beginning, I, I've been pretty much along for the ride for the, the whole thing. I definitely think that the week to week has been very beneficial for them just because it's been like the I, I wouldn't say water cooler kind of conversation uh, show because who's sitting around a water cooler right now. But maybe it's the Zoom conversation show. Who knows? But, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it, it's kept. Every week, it feels like it's more and more and more uh, talked about by not just the fan base, but all kinds of people. And even people that haven't necessarily really engaged with Marvel in the past uh, have been kind of getting into this and then subsequently going back. So it's been interesting to see kind of how fans react. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I've enjoyed the week to week. It just maybe it's it could be just a combination of of the you know the unique story and the the build combined with these homages to classic shows that you know you had to always wait every week to see a new episode that i just got that feeling again like i used to have when i was younger of oh gotta wait till next week so this every time i'd finished an episode of this i just would feel that again of oh man like obviously there's other streaming shows that have done this as well not every show is released in binge format but this one i think more than ever just had me 
really looking forward to next week. So I've, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed that week to week has been good. Well, get used to it. Cause Marvel's not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like they're, they're... that they've like, you nailed it on the head. I think it is the water cooler show. It's may not, it's not, it's the virtual one or whatever, but it has <laughs> captured the zeitgeist. It has become the show of, of 2021. I don't think anything has been discussed for for as as long any name one piece of content that has been in, in the cultural zeitgeist since since January till now none because none have lasted that long right because the conversation on anything lasts about a week a movie comes out oh that's cool and then boom it's done but in doing the weekly format you've had it for a few weeks now and they're gonna you know they'll have it for next I guess this Friday and then it'll probably last another week on top of that so I think yeah this format for them is not going anywhere. Do you think this is going to work though, leading into Falcon and Winter Soldier? Like you, you mentioned, it's 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 almost like a seamless, like one leading to the other. They have one week off where they're going to show, I guess, like a behind the scenes episode, and then yeah. it's going to go directly into Falcon. Is that enough prep to to get people excited about Falcon or what? I mean, that's a whole other topic, right? I mean, yeah. that's no, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> curious because no, but it's a thought, right? We had all this time to hype up WandaVision for months, and and you can also say it's kind of a a confluence of events too because we had no Marvel for a year and a half, and and this is kind of the Marvel. Yeah, if anything, it's it. gonna if anything, it's gonna hurt shows down the line when it feels people people feel like really it, it'll hurt like this. If there's any show that comes in the next, probably not Falcon because that's, it'll still have a minute people to be anticipating, but the third or fourth show, if one of those shows around there, third, fourth, fifth, dips in quality, then people are just going to rip it apart for because especially the, some there's going to be some people who are like sick of Marvel, you know, they're going to be feel really in, inundated with Marvel this year, and I think that's that. I mean, there's got like what five or six shows, so um, yeah. Are we I, dubbing that the Iron Fist effect? <laughs> yeah, oh. well, Iron, no that's not fair because iron fist was genuinely terrible that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm we're, we're looking at jeremy redner I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of something that's maybe not so bad but gets oh. slammed because people are uh sick of marvel you know whereas iron fist is just genuinely fucking horrible but yeah i mean that could happen yeah it's hawkeye <laughs> we can say it right like it's it's jeremy renner's gonna sing the theme song we're all gonna roll our eyes and it's just yeah. <laughs> It's going to be like Imagine Dragons. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get back to WandaVision real quick. Rodrigo, I know you have a soft spot for Catherine Hahn. We all do. Did this? Did her Agatha Harkness slash Agnes enhance your love of her? And uh, do you think Agatha Harkness is going to last past WandaVision in the MCU? I don't know. I, I mean, Han's great. I, I think she was great, but I don't think she's as vital to the show or I don't think she's incre increased it or made it any better. I think it's a great show regardless of how much I like her. I think Catherine Dennings is awesome. I think the two actors have been really great. And as and as you guys mentioned, they've had really finally had the room to stretch their um, their wings and really come into their and in, into their own with these roles in a way that obviously they never had the opportunity in the past because they were smaller. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's great. And, and it's just more of an added bonus with her. But She's honestly not my favorite. Like I think Kat, I like Cat Dennings a lot better than him, just because I have I really have grown found this like really great affection for this character. I think she's really she's really awesome, and I love the way she's kind of grown into a, into a, a a person as you know who used to be this sort of like the Jane Foster sort of lackey dumb kid, and now she's you know she's really becoming. She's still got that person who she is, this kind of like. Uh, chip on her shoulder cheeky kind of kid but she's really also coming to her own as a as a person and i found that kind of amusing and entertaining to watch as of whether agatha goes on for longer i don't think so and i have my theories about that but yeah 
we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. But Mike, you Hi. love Pat Dennings, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, you might be my least favorite Marvel character, but that's <laughs> totally fine. I don't begrudge anyone from from enjoying her little jokes. So that's... I. I think that of of the characters that we've seen thus far that have been affected by the five year jump, I think Kat Dennings Darcy has benefited the most because we skipped that whole like that awkward she was like the sidekick phase and now yeah. she basically is Jane Foster and I dig it because she's a lot more interesting in terms of the story than Jane Foster was in the Thor movies. So well, yeah, yeah that and she's not surrounded by whatever Thor the Dark World was, so that That's totally true. helps her as well. <laughs> Brian. You did not like Agatha all along. Other than that, do you dig what Catherine Hahn's doing as the villain? I no. Really? <laughs> no, oh. no. I, just being honest. I I that's and again, that's not me saying that she's she's bad or that she's doing a bad job. It's no, that's what you're saying. She, she it is what I'm saying. But she like it it just she's fallen into the typical Marvel villain trap where I I loved everything she was bringing to to the table uh, up to this point. And then this last episode, which I'll give more to Elizabeth Olsen than anything else. She just felt it was just typical. I'm not going to say mustache twirling, but it was just, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't scared. I wasn't threatened. It was just, yeah. One could argue that she's not she's even a, little, a villain. She's a little over top as when she's the villain now, right? She's like this kind of like campy kind of thing. Oh God. When I saw her eyeliner, I'm sorry guys. But when I saw her <laughs> eyeliner, I was like, you look ridiculous. Come on. Oh, wipe that wow. off and do something else. I'm Brian's just, gonna I, have to get off the internet for a while because there's gonna be some hate. People <laughs> love Catherine Hahn and you're trashing her eye makeup. No, no, How no. Dare she's you. awesome. But yeah, the makeup had to go. Catherine, <laughs> you're listening. We'll, we'll we'll work something out. She's not listening, but that's okay. Okay, so let's uh, let's spend a little time talking about what we think is going to happen in this final episode. And I want to preface this by saying that I was doing some math in my head before we started recording, and there was a quote that Kevin Feige said, uh, I guess last week, where he was talking about how they structure these shows, and he said that because of the cost, they've got about six hours of content for each of these shows. Some of them will have like 10 episodes that are like 30 minutes. Some of them will have six one hour long episodes like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Well, we've had eight episodes now, each roughly about 30, 35 minutes, which by my calculation gives us about four, four and a half hours. Does that mean that this final episode is possibly feature length? Thoughts? That or is that long rumored 10th episode real what do you think i don't Ooh. know i don't think it is a marvel move but i don't yeah i don't know that they sandwich the documentary and a 10th episode there no. so mm. i don't think it'll be an hour and a half though i don't i don't think it'll be feature length and i don't think there's a 10th it'll probably be about like 45 minutes or something That's is that I'm enough time to wrap this up you're going to introduce this white vision character try to give his backstory and then resolve it all in 45 minutes i don't know that's true. I mean, there's still some. There's the Monica thing to figure out. The the Pietro. Um, what is the deal with Pietro? We know he's fake, but but where where did he and Monica go in that last episode? So there's that whole thing. There's yeah. what Vision becomes and what. I mean, I have full on theories that that I don't know if we want to get into it. But yeah, do it. Yeah, go for it. There's a lot of. You're right. There is a lot of stuff to figure out, and maybe you're right. Maybe it should be. You're probably right. Actually, you're making a good strong case of why it should be longer than an hour, but. I'm kind of I'm I'm doubtful that it will be. Well, we had always said that this is going to end in a Marvel movie. Yeah, right. But I mean, I would 
I, you're saying feature length. Are you saying like a two-hour movie or something? An hour and a half, yeah. I mean, that would be great, honestly, but I don't think it'll happen. I'd be pleasantly surprised if it does. All right, well. Didn't they let, release, like, the, the episode length at some point this week? Maybe it was just rumors? Yeah, you kind of kind of not trust that. Because remember at one point they said, like, oh, yeah, the last three episodes are 60 minutes each. And like, Yeah, that's it. right. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. Well, so one of the things that, that has to be revealed, I think, is uh, this White Vision thing. We've been talking about it, but for those who aren't, like, nerds about the comics, White Vision is a comic book version of the character that is devoid of emotion. After Vision is uh, kind of wiped out, his memories erased, he's rebuilt as this kind of, like, pure Vision without that, you know, human element. So... Where do you guys think that this is going? Is this going to be vision on vision fighting? Are we going to, you know, is white vision the vision of the future? I mean, I, I haven't pictures in my head of this Superman 3-esque oh, no. fight. Please no. Which, hey, wait a minute. I love <laughs> I love that fight. It's the only good part of that movie. That said, yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be something like that. And honestly, we're probably going to get a very typical ending to this whole thing. I, I, I'll still happily watch this thing, but yeah, that's that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a vision on vision fight, and other stuff's going to happen. And and uh, I don't know. It's not that I'm not excited. I'm don't. I'm not trying to come off that way. I'm just now we're in. You know, for what started as something so cool is now so cliche. Put that it's on a Marvel a eyeliner could make Brian so jaded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike, do you have any thoughts yeah. on on white vision? <laughs> I mean, it's clearly going to be like a a tool for the villains, basically. Mm -hmm. And I would be surprised if there wasn't a vision versus vision fight. And then ultimately you had to say goodbye to both of them because no vision moving forward. No way. What would be the point of getting Wanda through all this if you're just like, you know what? We have a vision. Yeah. But that was Rodrigo and I have talked about this and Rodrigo thinks that the vision's dead too right like not yeah, coming back uh, it is it's either vision's dead or the vision that lives on is the white vision who has no emotional connection or history to wanda whatsoever and both of those scenarios are a huge additional exacerbated trauma to her which is what the show is exactly about so this show to me has to end in tragedy because um that's what we've been pointing to and we've been pointing to a, to a, a thing that she's already you know been 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 uh, racking and, and suffering with her grief so this is to me definitely i mean I, I would be shocked if it didn't but to me this is going to end in tragedy it's going to like it's going to super exacerbate her trauma it's going to go into overload and that line that's already been hinted like you know she's like you're gonna don't do this you'll be the villain and she's i just said how do you know i'm not already and it's because you know it's it's to me it's directly pointing that she's going to be the villain moving forward and that's what's going to happen in doctor strange number two and so best case scenario she gets white vision who's like i don't know who you are and she's like ah you know and probably her kids die too because what are they even like they're not unless they're just other killed children that have been mind controlled but we have seen that that they weren't right so they're some sort of construct that might not be real mephisto um, the vision yeah but that's yeah that's part of the what is as even well. the vision right like not white vision the other vision he's like he's because we know it's not the vision that uh that that's that died that's the white vision right he's the robot this is something that i guess she created from herself because she's got some sort of mind stone in her but we already saw that that vision basically died if he left the hex so he sort of seems 
you know, I don't think he can live outside of that. And that probably means to, to me that Tommy and, and, and the other kid are probably some sort of constructs that can't live outside the hex either. So to me, this is all going to end extremely poorly and it's going to trigger her in this horrible way. And she's going to yeah. go level to bad guy. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent on, uh, on the same page there, especially it's going to go to the point where possibly another hero is the one that ends up kind of, separating vision from her entirely and that would be her no more heroes kind of moment with the no more mutants thing yes yeah. yes mm-hmm. well so i i think white vision is the vision of the future i think that that is the only way it can end because you're right the vision that exists in the hex can't leave the hex the hex is going to go so therefore that vision can't be in existence i am hopeful that what will happen is it's not going to be like this purely robotic kind of sinister vision i'm hoping that they do finally introduce wonder man or simon williams yeah that's how you get that right and you and you have her merge some sort like the merging of the personalities and you create this vision that has kind of a good personality but just none of the uh the wanda love yet and they can either start fresh or kind of go their separate ways as far as the kids go, uh, in the comics, this is this has happened, and you got to assume that they're going to pull from this because it just fits so perfectly. But there's a point in the comics where the kids are revealed to be just – I think they called their uh, – like an hysteric pregnancy or something like that where Wanda just kind of started to lose her mind, created these kids out of nothing with her chaos magic, and you find out that they were imbued with some sort of soul because of Mephisto which is the name that every comic nerd has been talking about for eight weeks now. And if they wanted to introduce him, they could introduce him that way, that he was kind of the big, big bad behind Agatha, behind the kids, behind Pietro, behind, Don't you know. I think that would be so eye-groaning and eye-rolling to, like, we've already had, like, it was me all along, wink, wink, to have another person on top of that. I think, I mean, at this point. Oh. Well, not that. only that, like, this that past episode was just, like, yeah, sure. It was kind of Agatha all along, but really it was Wanda all along. Right. And yeah, then yeah, after yeah. that. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so to, exactly. Like, you know, the, the Agatha all along was almost kind of a red herring, right? Because yeah. it's, it's not Agatha all along. It was, it was, it was Wanda and, and with, with Agatha doing some stuff. So then to me, that's the story. It's all laid out to add any brand new characters now and to anybody to go, Oh, guess what? It was actually me would be, atrocious writing and and it would be bad it would be you know we have no emotional connection to these characters we have with agatha she's been there you know like i I feel like the story is laid out it's between agatha it's wanda and whatever happens between vision and and the sword guys you know like that that's and i guess monica fits into there at some well although i feel like monica has been really shortchanged in this whole thing and she's more of a tool and a cipher than she is a character and although she did get that great intro in that the, the intro of the episode that first brought her back, um, which was awesome. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know even know how important she's going to be to this last episode because I feel like if she did much, she's going to get in the way. You know, like she's not really yeah. there. I think what you'll end up having is possibly Wanda kind of losing her her mind and kind of a just the world kind of falling apart, kind of like what we saw hints in a Modern Family episode. And then you'll see Monica having to be the hero and maybe fight. Right the white vision or, or whatever, just to, you know, try to protect them. Gonna, yeah. I, I think you're right, but I think she's probably just still going to be a tool to like oh, yeah. save the day or make sure people don't die. And there's not going to be much to her. And, and she's, I feel like that's the one thing about the, all the new episodes I haven't liked is I feel like, I feel like they're just 
they've found a way to sandwich her in there so they can get her to Captain Marvel too. Yeah. And I feel that's, like she's really underwritten and underused. Although she's been she's been good, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they haven't really ultimately done as much as they could with her because she's not really the story. No, yeah, I think and that's the beauty of the Marvel universe though. Right. Is you stick around long enough eventually you might get a WandaVision and all of a sudden a, a character who's had 20 minutes across how many fucking films is now <laughs> she's got her own thing and is blowing everybody's minds. So uh, it could happen. You know, it's just not her show. Like you said, I, I think they wanted to set the stage and give her a basis kind of like what they did with black widow and iron man two, And then just kind of hand her off and say, yeah. you know, here's kind of yeah. this blank slate, yeah. have fun with her. We gave her powers. I do hope if white vision sticks around, they have him inexplicably kind of clingy to Wanda, but not in a way that, you know, anybody would be it's it's not overt. So he's like in the background of all the scenes in Doctor and Doctor Strange Two, just kind of in the bushes, <laughs> just kind of peeking out like hey. I feel like what Charles was talking about with the Wonder Man stuff. I feel like that's stuff that that's one thing that they could do, but there's no way they're going to sandwich that into this final episode. Like, I yeah. feel like, yes, it could be. We could be left with white vision and he could be a blank slate. And yes, that seems like the perfect opportunity to because he's going to be he'd be a terrible character. Right. He'd just be a boring, boring, completely terrible character. And what way to bring him back and make him interesting again and introduce someone is to do uh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Man at some point. But I don't I don't see that happening now. Like that's. To me, that would be something that would happen down the road as a way to create character development for Vision uh, down the road. Okay, yeah. so you're segueing perfectly into my next question, which is, who is the aerospace engineer? We still have one character that is going to be introduced in this final episode. I thought that no, was no, that. introduced. Who? I thought so, too. The woman? Yeah, it was just the woman. No. Everyone was like, who is it going to be? Reed Richards. Oh, it's just that chick. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. Right. right. She might be the one who helped do this whole thing, right? <laughs> no well the other really? thing i mean god if we want to do a whole side segment on on theories and bullshit it's like people have came on themselves into thinking that like you know reed richards magneto the thing and, and all the x-men are showing up at the end <laughs> yep. like, the and they are just like my god like what people like their damaged galaxy brains what they've done to themselves and <laughs> what that must be doing to their expectations because everybody is just like, you know what I mean? Like kind of some people anyhow have ruined the show for themselves with their expectations of what they thought was going to happen. So, um, my, yeah. So here's the thing, though. It can't be that woman because Tiana Paris said that, you know, it's going to blow their mind when you find out who it is. No. Did she? I still don't. I she still don't quoted as saying it's going to be in this season. Oh, God. Because mm. like. What you're gonna let's say it's Reed Richards. Let's say fine, fine. You're gonna introduce him all of a sudden <laughs> no. again. Any kind of ta-da, it's me is gonna like seem really, really at this point when you got all the story that we've been talking about. You got to get through. You can't introduce a new character. I mean, that. I would hope be they do weird. say ta-da, it's me. If they do. <laughs> that would be a cat. Well, that would be uh, if do that with that kind of writing. You might as well add the ta-da. <laughs> Yeah. No, I so I read a I read a, a thing that a theory that kind of was like, oh, that makes sense. It's uh, the Blue Marvel, which is a really kind of like lesser known character, but has like romantic ties to Monica and has an engineering background. Like people just laid it out where this is the person it has to be. So I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. It isn't a ta-da moment by any stretch, but for comic nerds, it's kind of cool. But if it's just that woman, that's really lame. I mean, <laughs> I I mean, if it's like. 
I don't even remember her name. Let's say a cleanup that woman. at the end of the show or something. And when, like, you know, Sword is coming in to clean up the mess and some guy's like, are you okay? Like, let me take you into a vax. I'm so-and-so who happens to be Blue Marvel. Like, okay, maybe that. But, like, I don't see anything more than anything like that for any character. You know what I mean? I don't think it could be anything more than that. Okay, so there is still then one mind-blowing character, right? The Luke Skywalker that everybody's been talking about. So what do you guys think? Who do you think it is? Didn't someone say that Paul Bettany is just like he meant himself? I did see that. Act opposite himself. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, and he was fucking around the whole time because they kind of have to fuck around and they have to like, you know. Okay, that'd be brilliant. That is that's pretty it? amazing. Because yeah. at this point, again, like, are, are we really, really gonna, you know, fucking Al Pacino like uh, Mephisto or whatever? Like, like you can't really do that now. I, I mean, I guess you can. I would be so weirded out and shocked if they did that. I feel, like, you know, we've said it. They've got a lot of story to get through, a lot of character, a lot of emotional stuff. It's important. You can't half-ass it with like introducing some sort of weird bad guy all of a sudden. So I think he was maybe just fucking around. He may have shot himself in the foot by getting all these fans hyped. <laughs> and really Bro. all it was is just a joke in an interview. <laughs> maybe. I mean, as we've seen, like all this stuff, people take this stuff so literally and, and, and crazy and insane and they blow it up and they get Kane on with it. And then, you know, it's like Reed Richards, Magneto, Pecho is the fox. And that means the whole fox verse is coming back. And, and there's, these are things that people believe, you know, like. No, you're right. And I just, here's my thing. If you want to, like, be coy and, and silly, that's fine. But do it with basically a wink. Don't sit mm-hmm. there in multiple interviews and be like, oh, it's so great. I mean, can't wait to wait, act up opposite this person. We had fireworks on set. Like, all of this is, like, quotes he said. And then and then it's just him fucking around saying, well, I well, just love myself. Know that. That's my guess. But Right. <laughs> I, I, I got to think that it's somebody, right? It's Catherine Hunt. It was Agatha all along. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I mean, they could have gotten away with it if it was Evan Peters. That would have been the cool, yeah. like, oh, that's kind of neat. But yeah, I don't think it's Reed Richards. I'm not going to say that that Kevin Feige is going to sit there and shoehorn in a Fantastic Four introduction in the last episode of WandaVision. But, you know, yeah. Simon Williams, it could be, you know, any of the maybe even like a Mark Ruffalo or somebody, you know, if, just like if you mentioned like a if a if a Wonder Man or a Blue Marvel showed up and it was just because of like. The, who their identity is and they mentioned them in passing or something and it happened to be like a fairly big casting thing i suppose i can see that i guess but again i don't i don't see some sort of major appearance by anybody okay fair enough not even dr strange oh well yeah that 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 could be one i mean i think but he didn't he say that that's not it I don't know. I, again, who knows? Now you've thrown sure all in of this into question. Said, and, and I'm not talking about Doctor Strange. Although it would make perfect sense for Doctor Strange to come at the very end and being like, Wanda, what the fuck are you doing? Come with me into this other dimension. <laughs> he says really that. Your Benedict back. Cumberbatch is spot on. You, 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 really good. You've come up on my bad magic radar, so come with me. You're in trouble, right? Like, if he showed up and said, Wanda, what the fuck are you doing? I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> And Wong is there just rolling his eyes the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, okay. So we know that, that this is all leading to uh, WandaVision is going to end. We don't think there's going to be season two, right? Can we all agree? No season oh, two? God. No. No. Uh, 
Okay, so this is all leading into Doctor Strange to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So where does Wanda fit in? Rodrigo, you think she's the big bad or or you think she's yeah, just kind of infinite? I think she's the big bad for sure. Um, whether she becomes the big bad of the MCU or not remains to be seen. I think she can they can certainly go there if they want her. I think she's obviously we're seeing her powers get to a level that are sort of unprecedented and more powerful than anyone anticipated. So I think she could be like, I mean, she fucked with Thanos at the end of Endgame. I think she could be an end, a, a Thanos level kind of threat for the MCU if they wanted to. And I certainly think there's every time heroes go against heroes, uh, it's always emotionally loaded, right? Because of your friends or your allies or your comrades, you fought alongside them. Um, everybody's going to have that kind of you know, I think it's a great way to go. They may not necessarily do that. They might introduce some other villain in uh, Doctor Strange 2 that sort of maybe complicates the situation or something. But I feel like it's really I, I always I mean, all, all the think about all your favorite MCU moments and they probably come down to like heroes against heroes whenever they fought. You know, there's some they're, they're just so really satisfying and they, a lot of it comes from the comics or at least are inspired by it. So I think they can do a lot of the stuff, that stuff. And I think it's pretty interesting to see how Doctor Strange is becoming kind of the linchpin of, of the Marvel Universe and such an important character, given he's going to show up in Spider-Man. He's going to be obviously he's he's this movie's connected to him. And, you know, with Black Panther gone, which I think that they were going to shift to and make the most uh, central um, MCU character, the new cap, um, we might be seeing a shift where like Doctor Strange is like, you know, the, the, the kind of the Tony Stark, at least, you know, maybe uh, if there's a cap and a Tony, I think Dr. Strange will certainly be one of them. Interesting. Go T for it. He does have to go T. Yes. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Where does Wanda fit into Dr. Strange? Oh yeah. I think I agree. She'd be a, she would be an awesome big bad because those moments of menace that we've seen really starting from the moment where she, stormed out of the hex i thought that was a really cool scene that really just set the stage for how potentially evil she could be and yeah yeah i I, i'm fully on board with her being the 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 main baddie in that one and i'm i'm all for it Uh, i like her way more than uh than old uh old agatha and we all know that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, mike do you think that she's the big bad no, she's going to body switch into Catherine Hahn, and then Catherine Hahn's going to take over okay. from there just to okay. make Brian more miserable. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think that's the way it's got to go. And if it is just leading into a like a, a buddy team up Doctor Strange movie between Doctor Strange and Wanda, that I don't I don't really want to see that. But uh, right. well, maybe they can make they- it fun. Why would they be buddies? Why would they be friends? They've never. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's all pointing to like he's already. What do we look like, every time we've seen him? Right. It's like, uh, you know, Thor Ordinson, why are you here with, you know, Loki? Like, why? You know what I mean? It's every time he shows up, it's like in a guardian kind of protecting like he's yeah. and he's also stark in the way that he's arrogant. Right. So he's like, yep. that could be a very good um uh, like if they're setting up archetypes and they wanted to continue that kind of thing, he fits in as the perfect kind of like, you know, know-it-all jackass, right? I mean, that's what was great about Infinity War, him and the friction that um, that, that him and Stark faced against each other the entire time, right? They hated each other, but they had to work. Yeah. Um, Saving so, your reality, douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some going to be some great fun character uh, uh, friction with that. And to me, it's like, I, I don't, wh- why would he be, but if it, at, at best, it's like, hey, Wanda, your powers are out of control. I need to like help you and mentor you. But it's 
I mean, that's what Dr. Strange, he's not a friendly, he's not a fun guy. He's not somebody who hangs out. He comes up to like police people and to be like, what is going on here? You're a, are you a threat? What are you doing here? It's my job to, uh, you know, control whatever the sanctum and blah, 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 this and that. That's who he is, right? He's a bit of a hard ass in that sense. So I don't see any other, uh, that, that at least is the, 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 the doorway into why he shows up at all, whether it's in this or the story continues in the next one. But it to me, it shows up to be him sort of like being like, yeah, you tripped my alarm or whatever. What the fuck is going on? You know, so that's I don't think she's going to be the big bad. My theory goes to the fact that I think at the end of this, we're going to have a vision that doesn't remember her or is completely dead. And her kids are going to be revealed to be kind of a figment of her imagination or a result of her chaos powers and, and not real. So when the hex falls, she loses everything again. And I think what this will tie into is I think we can see her now with her vast chaos magic being able to maybe rip a hole in the universe or the multiverse and go on a search for like a reality where her kids are real. And we could see that tripping the sort of Sorcerer Supreme alarms leading to uh, Doctor Strange being involved when he sees this kind of person, like uh, just randomly going through universes on some sort of like grief spree. That could be it. But I don't I really don't think they, they can after making her such a, a sympathetic character to then just turn her fully bad. I don't think no. it works. No, she would ultimately be manipulated probably by like a Mephisto type character, but I don't I don't think they'd make her like permanently a, a villain. I mean, I think that's a really good theory in terms of because it still applies to everything. It's like she's out of control right now. Right. She's not necessarily a bad guy. She's out of control and she needs like guidance. Right. And wh who, who better in the magic realm to, to give her some guidance than Doctor Strange? See, and I think that's what it is. And I think, you know, the villain's probably just going to be, you know, some sort of Dormammu, sort of Baron Mordo, you know, guy right. in the shadows. Well, and... It's going to be him with her, her out of control, a villain, and then something of her, like maybe like somewhere in between, not necessarily his ally, not necessarily a bad guy, but not necessarily helping the situation because she's out of control. Like if this is ending where we think it's ending, her trauma and her grief is going to be at like an hysterical level all over again, you know? Yeah. Well, so that so just to wrap up, we to to talk about the end of this show, we're kind of all in agreement that's not going to to be good for Wanda or for Wanda. Is that a, a Marvel ending? Like they've only really done one ending that didn't end with like, you know, sort of this happy world is OK ending. And, and it worked like Infinity gangbusters, world. though. It that's did, right. but yes. that was with the promise of a like, sequel. What what's the point of WandaVision if it ends with just utter heartbreak? This is also well, we a sequel that's Doctor Strange yeah, too. Exactly. That's where the story continues. You really uh, okay? It's I just I storytelling, dude. Yep. Yeah. I I guess I you know I should be that person because I I did read the comics for years since I was a kid, so I know this idea that the story never ends. But then this whole idea of this WandaVision story, you know, I don't I don't see a world where Jack Schaefer pitched this to Marvel and said, oh, and then at the end we're not going to answer. It's not going to be a happy ending. It's just going to lead into Doctor Strange too. Yeah, but and the, the big cameo it, is Agent Coulson. The show. It was something that Kevin Feige <laughs> was like, I want a WandaVision show. It needs to get me from A to B, and I want you to write it and come up with all this stuff. Okay. I get you guys are probably right. I, I just hold out hope that, you know, this is going to tell a story. I don't want to, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns, but I also want it to have some sort of like resolution. Oh, that'd be a good ending too. Yeah. <laughs>
That's why I don't write Marvel shows. Um, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to end in total tragedy. It can still end in some sort of spot where it just feels like, you know, Doctor Strange or whoever still has to do the same kind of guidance and it doesn't have to be all horrible. I just think that to me, the, all that's good, rich emotional storytelling. It's may, maybe going to hurt or whatever, but like you've been teasing trauma and grief. Why don't you really go there? You know, and and like it's, it's like don't chicken out just because you want to give some sort of happy ending. Like honor the story you're telling. To me, that's you. You got all the you set up the incredible ingredients for this thing. Like just go for it. That I, I would do that. Yeah, but, you know, the last time we saw Wanda before the show was in Endgame, and she's, like, standing there with Hawkeye, and they're talking about their dead lovers, or their dead loves. And it's really kind of depressing and sad, and, you know, and then we see her at the beginning of this, and she's kind of a wreck because she lost vision. I don't, I just, as much as I think it's the best ending for her to just kind of be emotionally wrecked again, I just think that, boy, we're just, like, kind of running her through the ringer right like poor wanda poor oh, wanda sad and it's this time we're like, killing vision and her kids <laughs> maybe it's more like rather than sad it's sort of like a dark tragic like all right i'm fucking pissed now and i'm gonna cause some fucking hellfire and it's more like a a scary kind of dangerous like oh shit you know what i mean so it's like yes it's a tragedy what's happened to her but maybe it even ends on a darker note that it's it's not necessarily because like you're saying the last time we saw her was sad I don't know if it's going to be sad in the same kind of way. You know what I mean? It could be like a kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was thinking more of a rage kind yeah, of ending. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be some major catharsis for her trauma and grief to be really revealed. Like we haven't seen it other than glimpses throughout this whole show. And like we we did see it once, right? In Endgame, you took everything from me and she fucking lost her shit. And she like was about to destroy and beat Thanos if it wasn't for, you know? So I think like when she like has a moment to to really use her rage and to use her powers in a way that's like like we didn't even get that full moment because of what Thanos did. Right. He like he you know, hellfire missing. or whatever rain yeah. hellfire. Yeah. Yeah. That was his like get out of jail free card to like save his ass. But he was about to be toast. So I think we could see something along the lines of that where and again we get this another massive uh, 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 unleashing a power that that does that causes some crazy destruction and maybe kills some characters in the end like agatha or something like that you know well agatha's toast we know what marvel does to villains yeah Eh, you never know she might stick around i'd love her to i think i think marvel should keep the villains look at what they're doing with zemo right like i think if you keep the villains just have them on the shelf you know just in case and Catherine hunt's so good you can just keep her around she can like you know turn herself into a rabbit and like hop off at the end i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Brian, will you will you be judging the makeup that Wanda wears harshly for the next episode? <laughs> no, no. I, I actually quite like her overall look. I think she I think I think okay, never mind. No. Her look is always changing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like her accent and her hair color. That was mm-hmm. one thing. The hair color was so stark in like the flashbacks and stuff they showed. It was. I watched Ultron. Ultron was on like FX recently, and she basically has black hair. And then she's like, you know, just dying it ginger for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I think it's time to wrap up this discussion. With that. Uh, <laughs> with that, yes. Any any final thoughts? Anything? Oh, how about this? What would make this ending? utterly horrible is it the happy ending can we agree that that's yeah. the worst ending possible yeah absolutely yep. you know just give us i mean you know we were talking about like you were saying that you know what is like 
almost like what is the right Marvel ending here? And I don't know. We're in a brave new world now post Endgame. So let's just let's keep that going and just keep pulling the rug off from under us. I'm I'm all for it. Keep on surprising us. The show, the show was absolutely something out of left field. So why shouldn't the ending be just as as gnarly? I don't, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means that we go ultra dark. You know, I don't know. Yeah, better it leads directly into the Snyder cut and everything. (laughs) That's the big reveal is Henry Cavill at the end. Shazam! It's just his uh, neck down. Yeah, we his head. That would blow people's minds, and I'm I'm there for it. Um, <laughs> he says, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> or at the very end, you just see it was directed by Zack Snyder this whole time. <laughs> I mean, can we kind of agree if you're going to ask that quite, like, question, what would be horrible? Like, uh, one more person that's like, I was actually, it was me all along. That, yeah. That would, yeah. Yeah. No more me all along. So, <laughs> as much as the the Mephisto thing has been kind of a meme. I really hope that it's not Evan Peters as Mephisto. And, you know, that's like the big reveal because that would be kind of ridiculous. To me, that would be kind of the worst ending or this whole like vision is back to his normal, you know, Paul Bettany self at the end would also be, I think, a pretty terrible ending. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank Rodrigo for joining us uh, and nerding out for a bit of time talking about WandaVision. Thank you, Mike and Brian. And uh, we'll be watching this on Friday. And... Just remember, if we see a a Mephisto appearance or if it was Reed Richards or if everything is happy at the end, you're going to have four very unhappy people. So, yeah, you've been (laughs) warned, Marvel. Those screams that you hear, like, across, like, the, 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 you know, in the – you hear a scream across the street, it's going to be us. The voice is hearing. I will immediately go to Rodrigo's Twitter where I'm sure you'll rant for – No, again, again, you know, like, all this stuff is, like – uh, how it's executed. Maybe, maybe uh, Pietro is Mephisto, and it, the way it's done is is believable and not so bad. You know, in theory, it's like God. I don't want any more of that on top of that. But who knows? Maybe they can pull it off. Yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, joining me, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> Here's Bye. me trying to be optimistic and forget it. Nope. <laughs> No place for optimism here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>